Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. All right, we're back with another episode in our healing series. So in prior episodes, we've talked about how it's God's will to heal all three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's the will of all three members of the Trinity for us to be healed. We talked about how it's the devil, the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came so we could have life and life in abundance. That's John 10.10. God is the one who doesn't make us sick. It's the devil, the thief who comes to make us sick. Um, We talked about how God does not give us sickness to teach us a lesson or to punish us. Again, it's the devil who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, including through sickness and in death. We talked about how one of God's names is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. And I referred you back to episode 23 in my podcast where I actually did a whole episode on the name of God, Jehovah Rapha. But the promise of healing is as is in his very name. It is a covenant name. It's a covenant that God has with us. Healing is a covenant that we have. Um, we talked about how we have authority over demons and over every sickness and every disease. So we're going to keep talking about some of the different methods that God can use for healing. Um, one of the things that I want to tell you is that we are using material from my book, Keys to Healing. It's available on Amazon if you want to grab a copy of that. And we're in chapter five on healing methods. So lots of different ways that God can choose to heal. Um, He doesn't do it the same way every time. We should not have like a method or a formula where we think we can do the same thing every time. Um, Ultimately, the power comes from God. He is the one who um, does that. And faith activates miracles. Our faith, you know, God is moved by our faith and faith activates miracles. Um, There's a scripture that says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we have to have faith to please him, right? Um, Lots of different ways God can choose to heal. I I have been healed in dreams before. God has chosen to, to heal me in a dream. So lots of different ways. We don't have a formula. Um, it's his power. If somebody doesn't get healed, it's not our fault, right? It's, well, it could be, (laughs) we could, we could have something to do with it. But what I am trying to say here is that we can't take the credit if God heals somebody. So we, we can't take that, that blame and that condemnation on ourselves. If a person doesn't get healed, we can pray and ask the Lord, Hey, why didn't this person get healed? And my book keys to healing, I talk about different things that can hinder a person's healing, but, um, ultimately, God is the sovereign one and um, it's it's not our fault necessarily if somebody doesn't get healed. So um, we always need to remember that God is a good God. He's a good father. He loves to give us good gifts. He wants us well. And we talked again too also about healing can be instant. It can be an instantaneous miraculous thing where it's it's done, you know, immediately. It can be gradual and a healing can gradually occur over days, weeks, months, even years. Um Sometimes a healing will not happen immediately because it could be too traumatic for our bodies and God knows what is best. And sometimes a healing can happen immediately, but days later. So it it can happen in lots of different ways. So today's method that we're going to talk about is faith. And healing can be received through faith, including by a gift of faith. So 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the different gifts that the Holy Spirit can give us. And we talked about how he can give us different gifts of healings, but he can also give us the gift of faith, which is the supernatural ability to believe him in a moment for a certain thing. 
And it's as if that thing, there's there's no way in our in our minds that that thing will not happen because we are so sure, we are so certain because we've been given a gift of faith for that instance. Um, but the kind of faith that we're going to talk about is just simply believing God, believing him at his word and believing that he's a good God and a good father. So there are numerous instances in the Bible where Jesus actually told people, your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you well. So the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5, verses 24 through 34. So this crowd comes and is following Jesus and they're pressed up against him. And a woman who was there who had been subject to bleeding, I'm going to kind of paraphrase here, but she'd been subject to bleeding for 12, 12 years. So for 12 years, she had this bleeding issue. And she said she'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turns around in the crowd and he asked, who touched my clothes? Um, the disciples said, you see the people pressing around you and, and you're still asking who touched you. There's all, you know, there's all these people, you see them all. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, she came and she fell at his feet and trembling with fear, she told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So her faith healed her. Um, in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, when Jesus healed the man with leprosy. Um, so Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. He's traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. So as they went, they were cleansed of the leprosy. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith. Um, and then in... Luke 18 verses 35 to 43, when a blind beggar was healed and received his sight. So Jesus was going to Jericho and a blind man was sitting by the road and he was begging. But when he heard the crowd going by, he asked um, what was happening. They told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. So immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. But his faith healed him and he received his sight. Um, James 5.15 says that the prayer offered in faith faith will make the sick person well. So when you pray in faith, it will make the sick person well. James 5, 15. Um, and then Peter, when Peter healed the lame beggar, he also said that it was because of faith that he was healed. So this is in 
Um, I'm going to have to look up. I don't have the scripture reference for this. Um, but um, so Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Um, a man who was lame from birth was being called to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witness of this. And then he comes back to this guy and he says, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus's name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you all can see. So the Bible says that everything is possible for one who believes. That's Mark 9, 23. So anything, anything is possible for one who believes. And look at all the different miracles and things that happened in the Bible. Anything is possible for one who believes. Um, and then it says in a couple different places that it only takes faith as small as a mustard seed. And, you know, a mustard seed, it's a tiny, tiny little seed. I have some in my pantry, but they're tiny, tiny little seeds. Yet the Bible says that they grow up to be these big trees that can house all kinds of animals and critters. But it only takes faith as tiny as a little teeny, tiny mustard seed to receive healing, deliverance, salvation. Um, I once heard somebody say, um, let me try to remember how I heard this, um, that faith is simply believing that God will do what he said in his word that he would do. So it's, it's taking God at his word. It's, it's believing the promises that are in the word. And it's just simply believing and having that childlike faith to believe that what the Bible says is true and that what God says is true and that he's not a liar. So faith relies on, in, on God's ability and the, nothing is impossible for him. Um, Ephesians 3.20 says that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Um, it is by faith or it's by grace that we are saved through faith. So faith in Jesus is by grace that we're saved through faith. Um, that's Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9. And the word saved there, it's the Greek word sozo. And that word sozo is used interchangeably in the Bible and it can mean healing it can mean deliverance from evil spirits, and it can mean salvation. So that same word can be used interchangeably, but it's the word sozo. And so what that means is that at the cross, Jesus provided not only for our salvation, but he provided for our healing and for our deliverance. And with the same faith 
that we used to receive our salvation just by believing in Jesus, believing that the Bible is true, that Jesus came as the son of God. He died for our sins. He rose again on the third day. We just believe that and we receive our salvation through faith in that. That same word means healing as well. So we can use our faith to receive healing in the same way that we can receive salvation by faith. Um, now, when I got a hold of this fact, I hadn't been taught this until I was late 20s, early 30s, maybe mid 30s is when I finally started to learn the truth about what the Bible has to say and that it's 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 really real and it's really for today. And so when I got a hold of the fact that I was actually healed 2,000 years ago by Jesus' stripes, when he went to the cross, it was done, it was finished. When I got a hold of that and I realized that I was being robbed by the devil, I started to go after my healing and everybody else was around me and I was determined to get it because it was a promise in the word and I believed it with faith. Um, now, I told the story on the last episode about how I received healing um, with my eyes and my eyesight through faith. And, um, you know, but it also required... <laughs> standing up and resisting, um, standing up to and resisting the lies of the devil that came for a couple of days after that said, you know, oh, you shouldn't have thrown your glasses away. That's a waste of money. You're just going to have to buy new. You're not really healed. And I had to just keep breaking the power of that lie that we talked about in the last episode by saying, no, healed eyes don't need glasses. Um, but it was through faith that I was able to say that. I had so much faith I was able to say that. Well, it was also by faith that I was healed of asthma. Um, ever since I was young, I had asthma and I would have to use an inhaler if I would exercise or do anything, you know, physical. And because of the asthma, I was allergic to cats too. And so if I was around cats, I would have to, you know, use the inhaler over and over again. And it was really hard to breathe. Um, but when I got a hold of this fact and realized that the Bible is true and that I could receive my healing through faith, one day I decided... I was just going to stop taking my inhaler with me to the gym. And my logic was that healed people didn't need inhalers. And I never, ever have had to use one since that day. And that was years ago now. My kids were little. So it's been probably 12, at, le at least 12 years. And I have never had to use an inhaler since that day. I can be around cats now and I have no issues. I have no trouble breathing. And if a symptom like wheezing ever does every, every once in a while, a, a wheezing symptom will try to come and I'll say, no, you go right now in Jesus name by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. And it goes immediately and I have no trouble breathing. Um, but part of my reason for not taking my inhaler and for throwing my glasses away at the healing conference that I was at when I received my healing for my eyes was because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. That's James 2.17. So faith without works. Um, the works for me in that situation was throwing away, you know, ditching my inhaler, throwing away the glasses. That was the works for me. Um, I don't know necessarily that that was required. I could have just received it through faith. I wholly believe that, that you can just receive it through faith. Um, but for me, because my faith was so strong and I had so much belief that I was able to do that without any kind of second guessing because my faith was so strong at those points. Now, the, um, the supernatural gift of faith that we talked about from 1 Corinthians 12 may have been an operation at the, at those points. It, it, it could have been, but the fact is that it's by faith that I received that healing. 
um, from both of those situations. Um, I would never tell anybody else to stop taking their, their medications. I'll put that little disclaimer in there. You know, that's between you and your doctor and you and God. But, um, you know, sometimes there are some works that are required. Um, but I'm not saying anything about you stopping your medication. That's, that's between you. Um, but healing didn't seem like it would not happen. Like it seemed impossible that I would not be healed in those situations, if that makes sense. Um, so a good way too to build up your faith. Again, this is all still from my book. Um, but I talked about how um, it's good to remember your bears and your lions. And I heard somebody else, well, I've actually heard several people teach this. So I can't even remember who to credit for this one. But I've heard different people talk about how, um, talking about like your bears and your lions, and you can remember what God has done for you in the past. So this comes from 1 Samuel 17, verses 34 to 36, when um, David is considering going to, um, up against uh, the Goliath, the giant. And David is telling Saul, he says, hey, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it. I rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine giant will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. So David is remembering he, you know, he's been able to take out a lion. He was able to take out a bear and he's got his faith built up that he can now take on this giant. Well, God had healed me of, of asthma and allergies and some other things. And so believing for healing for my eyes was a lot easier because I was remembering the bears and the lions, you know, the allergies and the asthma and all the other things that God had done. So when I was believing for healing for my eyes, it was a lot easier. So you can ask God, what have you done for me before? And he'll tell you, like he'll bring to your mind different things that he's done for you before. And it may not have been a healing, but he may remind you um, of something else that he's done, some kind of um, provision he provided. And you didn't think provision was going to come and it was supernatural or miraculous or just at the last minute, you know, he'll, re he'll remind you of something that will help to build your faith up. Um, another great way is by reading the Bible and reading it out loud, especially verses on healing, if healing is what you're going after. Because um, remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans 10, 17. So because I had been so focused too on healing and going to healing conferences and reading, you know, books about healing and watching videos about uh, with people with healing I had just been immersed in this and the, my, you know, the faith just kept coming and coming and coming and coming through all these different things. But these people were using the word of God as well. So faith comes in hearing by the word of God. So I'm going to leave it with that for today. Um, if you would like to have me come to your event and speak or to do any kind of teaching or training, I have um, links on my website. You can go to my website, melissarope.com. Um, there's an invite tab or there is a contact button. Um, you can donate through that website. There's a link to my um, books and courses. It's all on my website, melissarupp.com, and we will see you next time. I want to talk real quick about an online course that I have. It's called Keys to Healing, and it's about all things regarding supernatural healing. We talk about how it's always God's will to heal, how God is our healer. Um, we talk about different things that can hinder your healing, different things, different healing methods. 
Um, we even talk about how healing can occur through deliverance and the casting out of demons. We talk about raising the dead. So it's a pre-recorded. It's got seven hour-long sessions that are recorded and then a bunch of different bonus material. Um, you can go to my website if you're interested, melissarupp.com, and click on the online learning tab, and, and, and you can access it there. So take care. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.